Hey, welcome to the Living the Dream podcast. This is your host, Timmy Douglas, and the goal of this podcast is to create a community that inspires action, accountability, celebrates progress, and helps people make the right connections to take that next step towards their dreams and goals. If you're looking for any one-on-one coaching to pinpoint your purpose and start taking steps in that direction, make sure to contact me on my website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, or on social media. On that note, let's get into the show. All right, what's up, guys? Welcome back to the Living the Dream podcast. Today on the show, we have Latanya Edwards, who is a speaker, author, and trauma-informed wellness coach. Latanya, how are you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. And we like to jump right in. So if you could start with just telling us a little bit about yourself and some of the things that you like to do for fun, that'd be great. Um, well, I would say for fun, I like photography. I like traveling. Um, I would say trying just new things, experiencing new cultures, any type of new experience. I like to take it all in. I love it. I love it. What are some recent new experiences that uh, you would like to share with us? Um, a recent new experience is that I went to a golf tournament. I've never played golf before. Uh, so that was uh, very interesting. Very interesting playing golf. <laughs> gotcha. Did you crush it or was it like <laughs> I mean nobody's watching so I'm gonna say yes I crushed it uh but in reality no <laughs> gotcha gotcha I love it I love it and tell us a little bit more about what you do um well I'm a trauma-informed wellness coach which means I provide life coaching which includes stress and anxiety management energy and fatigue um, health coaching, which could be weight loss, um, you know, still that goes into energy fatigue as well. Uh, self-esteem, self-image, just all around wellness. And I tend to focus on survivors of sexual trauma, but I can work with anyone. I love it. I love it. And what does your coaching practice generally look like? Like, is it a call every couple of weeks? Is it group stuff? Um, there is actionable steps. So we have, I have one-on-one clients. I also have a group and in that group, they get assigned homework, kind of not really homework, but it's actionable steps they can take to kind of move their life forward. And we do a weekly call. Awesome. Awesome. Sounds good. Sounds good. And tell us a little bit about your motivation for being a wellness coach. What gets you up and keeps you going every day? Well, my motivation is helping other people because I'm a survivor of sexual trauma. So I realized there was a gap between the steps that they give you in therapy for healing and actual healing. Most people are just coping and kind of getting through their day. So my motivation is helping people not just cope, but to thrive. I see, I see. Um, Tell us a little bit about the gap that you experienced and how you came to think the conclusion that you needed something more and then went how you went and got it? Um, so the gap is, you know, they tell you, okay, don't lay in bed all day in the dark, right? So you know you're not supposed to lay in bed all day in the dark. Uh, get out and exercise. Okay, I know I'm supposed to get out and exercise. It releases chemicals in my brain. It'll make me feel better. But when you're in a dark, dark place, it's hard to want to climb out of that dark place. It's hard to want to get out of bed. So... I knew all the things I should be doing to feel better, but actually doing those things was very difficult. 
So I had to kind of go through my own healing journey. And I ran into a wellness coach who kind of helped me bridge that gap between, like I said, coping with daily life and actually thriving, actually being happy. Because most people are not happy in their daily life, unfortunately. They're kind of just on a treadmill. They just go to work, go to home, go home, go to school, whatever. But they're not actually experiencing life. They're just surviving. So I didn't want to do that anymore. I kind of wanted to get off of that track and I wanted to be happy. Gotcha. Gotcha. I love that. And what is one of the first steps that people need to do to start thriving instead of just being on the treadmill? I would say be honest with themselves. Um, anything that you have experienced, accepting something has happened doesn't mean that you wanted it to happen. So any trauma that you've gone through, anything that you may be dealing with, you have to accept that it's true. Not that you wanted it to happen, not that you, you know, liked it or whatever, but that it's just a fact. It happened. And that kind of gets you out of denial. And once you're out of denial, then you can be angry, you can be sad, you can, you can start to go through all of those phases that actually get you to happiness. Gotcha. Gotcha. So just being honest with yourself. Yes. And that is, we, uh, telling ourselves the truth is actually probably the hardest to do, you know, because we lie to ourselves more than we lie to anyone else. Mm, yeah, I feel that. I feel that. What are some tips you have for people that are lying to themselves, even though they think they're being honest with themselves? Um, I would say uh, honest self-assessment. What needs to be changed in my life? What do I need to change about myself? Um, what could I be doing better? What could I be doing different? Who needs to be removed from my life? What am I putting up with that I shouldn't be putting up with? Who am I associating myself with that I shouldn't be? Like what no longer serves me in my life? And why am I still, why is it still in my life if it's no longer serving me? I love that. I love that. Well, tell us a little bit about your dreams and your goals with your wellness practice and your life in general. Um, my dream is actually to buy an apartment complex in the next couple of years. And the reason I'm buying an apartment complex is because I want to fill that apartment complex with teenagers that are transitioning out of foster care. Because a lot of times when kids go out of foster care, they're either in a halfway house or they're homeless or they're kind of pillar to post. So I want to set up some type of transitional housing and I want it to be an apartment complex so that they are actually getting a real experience of living in adulthood. And I want financial literacy and counseling and all the things they may have missed along the way growing up so that they can actually transition into adulthood without having to do it alone. I love that. And what first put you on to this dream and goal? And how long have you wanted to do it? Um, I have been working towards this for a while now. And what put me on to it is because I've been on my own since I was like 16. I joined the Navy at 17. Me and my mom didn't really have a good relationship. But one thing that she did do for me is sign the papers for me to uh, join the Navy. So being thousands of miles away from my family and on my own, there were times where I needed things that I didn't have, I needed a support system that I didn't have, or uh, financial literacy, you know, somebody to say, hey, probably don't do that. That's a bad idea, you know? Yeah. So um, I would say homeless teenagers is kind of a soft spot for me because I felt that way, you know, I've been homeless at some point in time, so. Yeah, absolutely, I feel that. Um, tell us how big you want the apartment complex to be and how you plan on buying it. Um, I will say, Ooh, maybe like 40 or 50 units, maybe a hundred. I want, I want something reasonable. I don't want too many, you know, I want, I want something manageable. 
Um, how I plan on buying it is actually traditional loans, uh, maybe some government funding, but my force, my first course right now is just a kind of traditional method of buying it. Um, and if I can get any type of funding or government grants, then I will do that. Gotcha. Gotcha. Have you ever heard of apartment syndication? Mm, what is that? I'm going to say, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, real estate investors buy apartments all the time, obviously, because they're real estate yeah. investors, but they go in with other partners. So they don't buy the stuff that themselves, they use other people's money. And I'm sure, well, usually when you do this, you're offering them like a 10 to 15% return, which obviously you wouldn't be doing because right. you're not renting out to tenants, but I'm sure you'd be able to find some that would partner with you to provide that 30% down payment, like some type of a foundation or something. Could. Yeah, I would say I do have a couple of partners. Um, and my, my thing with looking for partners is most people want profit, you know, they're focused on money. So if I could find that perfect partner with the charitable spirit in mind, and this is not necessarily about making money, this is about helping people, then that would be perfect. But uh, some people I run into is just about money. And okay, so when are we gonna, when are we going to be able to charge them? And how much are we going to charge them? Or how much are we going to get from this and this and this? So I don't want the focus to be about money. So I think that's been my struggle with finding a partner. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, that makes perfect sense. Um, where would you be buying the 50 to 100 units? Um, I want to buy it outside of Atlanta. First, I want to buy my first one because I plan on owning more than one. But um, the first one, I want it to be outside of Atlanta, not in the city, but not so far away from downtown that it's hard to do anything. So. Uh, Maybe like one of the little surrounding areas. Like right now, I'm in Ellenwood, so maybe Jonesboro, uh, something like that, you know, around downtown, but not in downtown. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Well, that's awesome. What really caused you to, oh, do you have any other dreams or goals that you want to chat about before we? Uh, no, I would say maybe going to every continent. That's about it. No. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Going to every continent. How many have you been to so far? Uh, only two. So yeah, I got still got still got a lot of, a lot of Yeah, yeah, no, I've only been to one. So <laughs> well, awesome. What really caused you to take the uh, first step towards, you know, really pursuing this apartment complex for homeless teenagers? Because that's a big thing to pursue. Um, I will say what what Send me off to my first step is actually the need. Um, so, like I said, I was a, I was kind of felt like I was homeless as a teenager, but then when I started looking into foster care and bringing foster kids into my home, I started seeing how I don't want to say broken that system is because it is designed to help, but it is unfortunately not what it should be. So then, okay, foster care is not what it should be. What happens to the kids after they get out of foster care? Like where, if they don't have like a family to take care of them or whatever else, what happens to them, even though they're a ward of the state, they don't have any kind of support system. They don't have any kind of direction. So a lot of times they wind up homeless or, you know, kind of working two or three jobs, doing things that they don't really want to do. They're not really living their life. So um, what, what drove me to take that first step is actually getting into the foster care system and figuring out a lot of things going on. I have a few friends that grew up in foster care and listening to their experiences and what happened to them after they exited foster care. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And I think all, you know, all great ideas 
typically start with an issue that really hits our heart. So. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Awesome. Well, if there were one or two people that you could meet right now or one or two types of people that you could meet right now that would really help you get the ball rolling on this apartment complex for homeless teenagers, who would they be and how would they do it? Um, I would say if there was someone I could maybe like an angel investor <laughs> that um, it's like, oh, yeah, here's this money. Do this thing. You know, um, that's definitely one type of person. Um, if I can meet anyone and just talk to them, I think maybe we'll say Oprah. And the reason is because, you know, she started that school in Africa. So I would like some personal insight into her mind. Yeah, for sure. I love that. That's like the seventh time Oprah's been suggested on this podcast. <laughs> Eventually, she's going to be like, okay, I'm just going to meet Timmy so yeah. I can meet all these people. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. And do you know how much money you would need from that angel investor for the down payment and the operations of the apartment complex? I would say uh, about $2 million. Love it. Just to get it up and running for the apartment complex. Like I said, I want financial literacy. I want counselors. I need to furnish these apartments, um, you know, lights, everything that maintenance, everything that goes into actually owning a building, you know, has to be paid for. And then heating and furnishing and everything else, you know, sometimes maybe even clothing. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And would this angel investor need to be a recurring investor? So like okay. the next year you would need X amount of money and the next year you'd need X amount of money or would it be like 2 million and then they're out? I'll say 2 million and then they're out because then I'm going to, I'm working on finding other, you know, other funding, other investors. So it wouldn't need to just be one primary investor all the time. You know? Gotcha. Gotcha. Unless they wanted to, you know, every year they just, they're in it, they want to be involved, absolutely, you know, but uh, no, I would say they would need to every year after year keep investing now. Gotcha. I love it. Well, what is the most important one or two things that everyday people can do to help you really start pushing towards the stream of the apartment complex? Um, I would say everyday people can do. Um... Maybe, um, I think everyday people can look around their life and see what needs to be changed. Like for me, I guess donate, but for themselves, just look around their life and see what needs to be changed because we're kind of all like in this bubble, ignoring everything around us that does not directly affect us. So then homeless teenagers, homeless children, homeless people, everything sick, everything kind of becomes invisible. Like it's not my problem. I don't want to focus on that. Yeah. 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 get outside the absolutely absolutely well awesome now we're going to jump into our thriving three and i just asked a couple questions about you and how you thrive so the first one is what's your favorite book movie or podcast pick one um this is my favorite podcast <laughs> <laughs> i love it i love it yeah awesome. I, yeah i would say with movies i don't really watch tv a lot uh so when i watch something it's like a one and done. I never watch it again. Uh, so if I had to say favorite, it would probably be Princess Bride, of course, which it came out when I was like a little girl. So it's like an older movie. Uh, my favorite book, uh, Think and Grow Rich. Mm, Think and Grow Rich is a good one. Princess Bride isn't that old, is it? 
Uh, yeah, it's pretty old. <laughs> it's, uh, it's pretty old. Man, guess I'm growing up. Hold on, let me this up. Uh, oh, yeah, never mind. Yeah, it's, it's old. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, what is one way that you like to take care of yourself? Um, I would say one way I like to take care of myself is uh, getting my feet and my nails done. That's something that I do that is uh, kind of like a mental break for me. It's very relaxing and uh, it's self-care, but of course it's also pretty. So I really like it. And yeah, my feet and my nails is something I get, I do consistently that for self-care, but also mental health. I love it. I love it. And what is one action step that you can take right now or continue to take to really meet that angel investor that has the $2 million for you or angel investors? Um, I would say right now, what I do is networking, you know, going to different events, um, telling people about my dream, getting spreading the word. So maybe someone will hear it that knows someone that knows someone. So they get back to me, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'll tell you what, I knew, know about apartment syndication because I'm trying to do it because oh, I'm trying right. to build, yeah, I'm building generational wealth. And so apartments are a great way to do that. And I'm in a mastermind group. So I'll go ahead and ask them if they would be interested in it. Cause while I'm early in the journey, a lot of people in there are like multimillionaires that are like just scaling their business type of thing. Oh, wow. Yep. So I'll go ahead and ask them if they're interested or if they know anybody who's interested and if they know any creative ways to do it, because there might be um, ways to like produce revenue without putting it on the teenagers. Right. Yeah. So that's my last thing. Like I don't, when they first get there, of course, they're not paying for anything. By the time they transition out, they're going to be paying a little bit because they need to learn how to live. But at first I don't want the cost to be on the teenagers you know? So yeah, that'd be perfect. Gotcha. Yeah. I'll definitely, I'll definitely ask around because I'd be willing to bet there are some people. There's one guy I'm thinking of. His name is Whitney Sewell. He has a heart for adoption and oh yeah. Yeah. He, he runs LifeBridge Capital and he gives like 50% of his profit to like um, helping people adopt kids or something like that. And so, yeah, adoption is very expensive, which is, uh, it's long, it's a long process and it's very expensive, which is weird and crazy to me, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. So I'll definitely reach out to some people that I know and ask them, ask around, but yeah, networking is a great way to continue to meet those angel investors. Have you ever thought about, um, is it like you want one angel investor or is it like you could have 20 that give you a hundred thousand dollars? Oh, I can have 20 to give me $100,000. I think it would be, it would kind of depend on what they're expecting their return on investment to be. You know, like, so they're investing, but are they actually expecting return on investment? Like, are they just doing this out of charity? So. Gotcha. You know, and your, your ideal angel investor is like zero return on investment. This is completely a gift. Yeah. So that's, that's who I'm looking for. The ones that this is the gift, do this thing with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I love it. I love it. Well, awesome. Is there anything else you want to chat about before we sign off? Mm, No, I would say I would like to mention the startup that I'm part of, um, which is the girl app and the girl app. And it is for 
everybody, but it focuses on black and brown people and um, self-improvement moving forward. You know, every topic that you can possibly imagine we're talking about, so. It's the girl app? Yeah, the girl app. It's G-U-R-R-L, girl app. R-R-L. Awesome. Tell us a little bit more about it. And like, when I download the app, what do I get on there and do, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so when you download the app, it's basically kind of like, so it's not social media, so I don't want to say social media, but it is different rooms. Maybe Clubhouse is a very similar thing, but the difference is it's on video. So for example, my room, I am talking about uh, thriving, uh, getting over sexual assault, sexual trauma, sexual violence. Someone else could be talking about um, whips and chains, who knows, you know, like whatever their topic is, another person could be talking about beauty, hair, nails. Um, so whatever there, it, it's a lot of different topics. So my topic is the only one that I actually really know about because it's my room, but it's every topic that you can possibly imagine. And it has not, it's been released to, uh, you know, the very first, the beta testers, but it's not public yet. Gotcha, gotcha. Do we have an expectation date for when it'll go public? Um, I think next year. Um, right now, you uh, everyone can enroll like in the, the the beta testing part of it. It's a yearly subscription, and I believe it's like fifty dollars for the year. So. Gotcha, gotcha. I love it. Well, that is awesome. Thanks for sharing that with us. No well, awesome. Problem. Latanya, thank you for coming on the show. If you guys are listening to this and you vibe with Latanya's dream, you were like, yo, I have a heart for homeless teenagers too. Let's try to get them in this apartment complex. And you happen to have $100,000. That would be fantastic. But also, if you know somebody, make sure to make that connection with Latanya and um, any ideas back and forth, any connections that you have would also be great. As we always ask, send this episode to one or two people that you know need to hear this message. And finally, leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Thank you guys for watching. Latanya, thank you for coming out. Thanks, Tim. Thank you. We're out. Guys, thanks for listening. Make sure to reach out to our guests and help them accomplish their dreams and goals if you resonated with them. If you're looking for any intentional masterminds or one-on-one -on -one coaching to accomplish your dreams and goals, make sure to check out the website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, and contact me either there or on social media. That's all I got. Have a blessed day.